This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stony Brewing, the official beer when Steeler fans are talking football. Join our discussion and crack a Stoney's. Pure, honest, beer. I'm your host, G. Stryker, and with us is one of our fellow writers from the West Coast, SteelerNation.com author, Brandon Wallace. How you doing, Brandon? I'm good. How you been? Oh, I've been good. And to let everybody know, we got to meet at the SteelerNation.com tailgate last season during the Ravens game, right? Yes, yes. It was very cold, uh, at least for me as a West Coaster, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it was a great time. And was that your first time to Pittsburgh, or have you been to Pittsburgh a, a number of times? Oh, no. Yeah, I've been a number of times. Uh, this is where my family's from, and so even though I'm on the West Coast, I still try and get to at least three to four games a year. Perfect. And um, <laughs> Yeah, so it, it was, it was a, like I said, a cold one, but it was a good one. Nice. What, then what do you normally do when you're in town? So, yeah, visiting family. Um, yeah. You know, I don't want to say I put my family second, but mm-hmm. I definitely come in for Steeler games. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously get up. My brother lives there. My mother lives there. Grandparents, everybody. And so normally nice. we all get together and uh, cook out, catch up, things like that. Oh, that's but, great. Um, yeah, love seeing the Steelers. You're, you're like me, family first, but you've got a Steeler problem and they understand it. <laughs> <laughs> As most of us do. Yeah, that's cool, man. Cool. So uh, I guess right now we're uh, Steelers are are raring and going in minicamp. Um, have you heard anything, or you have any thoughts on what's going on minicamp right now? Um, the biggest thing for me that kind of stood out. I know that um, our special teams coordinator um, Danny Smith said that he was basically liking what he saw so far from Chris Boswell. Nice. Um, just saying that he had um, been hitting the ball. Uh, pretty well so far, which was really encouraging. I'm hoping he he bounces back this year uh, as far as Boswell. Mm -hmm. And then um, just the the cornerback battle going on right now. Oh, yeah. Between, obviously, Hayden's pretty much locked down that number one corner spot. But with Steven Nelson coming in and Mm -hmm. uh, drafting uh, Justin Lane. And so, um, yeah, just, just excited about all that, really. Yeah, there's a lot of hats in the room right now, too, for cornerback. I mean, we still have uh, Brian oh, yeah. Allen, the, the the lengthy guy that the Steelers have just kept rostered the last few years, thinking, oh, uh, hoping yeah. he's coming around. And I heard right. um, uh, Artie Burns also. He's getting some first-team reps mm-hmm. while uh, Hayden was out. Um, and, right. of course, we still have Sutton on the team as well, who seems to be the mm-hmm. Swiss Army knife. They There's talks about possibly shifting him to safety. There's... I know right. he's really good right. on the inside behind Hilton, who's I the Hilton's definitely a lock in my opinion. Um right. being an exclusive free rights. Yeah, yeah. Um exclusive free agent as well. So um do you see any how does the um 
uh, cornerback room look for you uh, for when the season? I know it's early and we've got training camp to go go through and everything else, but do you have any ideas on who's in the lead right now before hitting training camp? So right now, um, I think, you know, the, a lot of talk has been, you know, what the Steelers are trying to do or what they're going to do with Artie. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was our first round draft pick a couple of years ago, and um, this, a lot of the fans may have given up on him, but I don't think the Steelers have yet. And they're trying to see where he fits um, mm-hmm. coming into to minicamp in this year, but um, for me, I mean, I, I think right now it's, um, uh, like I said, obviously Hayden is the number one there, but I think this is Steven Nelson at that number two spot to lose. Yeah. Um, normally it's, it's very rare. I mean, I feel like maybe over the last year or two it's been happening a little bit more, but it's rare when the Steelers start um, any rookie, offense or defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so for, yeah. for Justin Lane, you know, I, I think he's uh, got some time that he can – um, sit back and continue to learn and um, you know with Mike Hilton there he's great but I think he works well as um, you know a nickel corner and yeah. so uh, yeah again with Nelson coming in I, I think it's really his number two spot to lose but that's, that's just my opinion now I didn't do a whole lot of research on Lane yet um, where does he kind of fit in is he more of a, a nickel corner or is he more of an outside guy so what they're saying, uh, in Pittsburgh at least, is that he's more of an outside guy and that he has the potential to be, you know, quote-unquote, uh, a shutdown corner. Nice. And so I think that's what they're trying to, to groom him to be um, and not as much as maybe like the, the Mike Hilton role or, mm-hmm. or um, you know, something more of that nature. And so I think, you know, they're going to give him some time to groom and, and, you know, eventually be that number one guy that can settle in as, you know, being able to leave him out um, on an island. And so we'll see. You know, I have high hopes for Lane, and um, I think he'll be a nice little addition to the, the secondary as they try and work him in. Yeah, it's nice that they're getting some talent in there. And even going back to Artie Burns a little bit, I mean, the guy has all of the skills and tools of a first-round uh, corner that just obviously oh, he's, yeah. he's had his struggles. He started almost um, not right away, but a couple of weeks into the season and then held on to that mm-hmm. job for about a year and a half um, before getting demoted. But um, at least when things are working and when he was playing well, he was making plays. Um, so, I, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to at least seeing if, if he was able to pull things together. And as like Coach Tomlin likes to say, if he's got it down between the ears, because that was seemed to be the only thing that was holding back his game is, uh, you know, getting down right. when he make up a big play or let up a big play, just not being able to recover from it. And then it, that just right. seemed to snowball with the guy. Right. Right. And yeah, I mean, already he's only 20, 24, I think. Wow. And, you know, he's still got a lot of time to grow. I think the fans <laughs> this day and age, if you're not making an absolute impact in your first year, then you're a bust, you know? And so my, my hopes are still high on Hardy. I think, you know, he just kind of has to regain his confidence a little bit and, um, and go from there. And so, yeah, he, he's got a kind of a crowded um, secondary to, to work with and, and battle, but that could be good for him um, in trying to get his confidence back. And so I, I think he'll be able to make an impact again for us. What are your thoughts on Nelson coming in as a free agent? I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a long time, especially with Steeler fans, we've 
been very um, particular, uh, upset, moody, um, frustrated with the the secondary, uh, more specifically the cornerback play over the last few years, and um, how at times it hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been where it needs to be as far as, you know, really taking this team to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so with Nelson coming in, um, I thought, you know, this was the first offseason in a long time where uh, the Roonies were pretty aggressive and Mm -hmm. they felt like they needed to go out and get some people that they needed um, to see if they can come in and and really make a difference. And um, with Nelson, I I thought that was a a great um, guy to go after and, and have him come in and compete and really challenge the guys that are already there, like a Cam Sutton, like an Artie Burns, um, and really see if um, he can be that guy. Um, I know a a lot of the times we were getting picked on last year, um, whoever was on the other side of Hayden. And so, um, yeah, I think with um, Nelson coming in, he's a guy that can uh, hopefully – um, you know, help us cause more turnovers. You know, Pittsburgh really struggled with that last year. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for Nelson. And I think he can be uh, definitely that number two guy for us. Great, great. I know um, we're, I, I always tend to follow the other side of the ball, the people that are going up against mm-hmm. the corners. I'm way into the wide receivers. Yeah. And there's also been a lot of good talk out of minicamp about the new – draft pick uh Deontay Johnson I mean he's been Mm -hmm. pretty much all over the press as of late about people talking him up uh Joe Hayden came out and said like he's a good one um because they were interviewing Joe and when they were asking him who's who's the best or who's been sticking out or or standing out in minicamp and he said DJ is, is standing out number 18 and um he's you know he watches a lot of film he watches a lot of receivers and he's just really um excited about the way he gets in and out of breaks and that he's making plays um ben also said the same thing he's pretty high on uh deontay johnson as well uh he's throwing balls behind him intentionally because he he was doing so well that ben's like well let's throw him a couple slow balls let's throw him a couple low ones a couple high ones something behind him see what he does and he's like he catches all of them so that's that's a huge bit of praise, and that's something I really haven't heard Ben kind of go out on a line and talk about, though Antonio Brown was that type of player as well. He was just a guy that just caught right. anything around him and adjusted to the ball in the air better than you know just about any other receiver I've ever seen. So it's nice to right. hear Ben really go out on a limb and explain, like, look, it's, this guy can play. So it's, it's making me a little bit more excited to see how the, uh, the offense is going to be uh, pairing together this year. Um, and they also, Roethlisberger was also impressed with Moncrief as well. Uh, and Moncrief was a guy mm-hmm. I liked out of college. I liked the way he ran roots. I liked his hands. Uh, I thought he was really, um, had all the talent and making to be a reliable, uh, professional, possibly Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver. Um, I know he went up to Indiana, or Indianapolis when he was drafted, and he did well his uh, first couple years there with Luck. And then his numbers kind of dropped, and of course he, he didn't have that much great of a year last year in Jacksonville. Um, but I, I'm hoping it's just the level of quarterback um, that's been trying to get him the ball as well. Because looking at his film, he's got 
he runs great routes. He's in and out of breaks really nicely. Uh, he's got great hand technique, which is putting two palms on the ball, you know, keeping thumbs together when it's in front of him and high and keeping his pinkies together when it's over his shoulder or low, uh, just making sure he gets those palms on that ball and those fingers around it. So it's, it's to me, it can be, a, he's going to be a, a real like wild card this year because even with all the talent in the wide receiver room, you know, you have Washington returning. That's a second round pick. Obviously, we know Juju's going to be the guy um, and, um, and, and, spending a third on on dj you have um that wild card right there with moncrief who they are expecting i think to make the team as well um but he's already starting to show that the team that he's not only is his work ethic there but he's willing to help everyone else get better too and that's a, a big departure kind of the from the locker room that we've been having with antonio brown which is more of a competition by I want to be the best. And if he didn't really seem like he wanted the, you know, he, he wanted some success with the other people, but he definitely didn't deal well when Juju did better than him last year. So, <laughs> no, so that you, you that, can all see that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but that's one thing that I'm super excited um, about the preseason um, is, is the wide receiver crew. Um, yeah. And, and we got, Oh, and also, um, talking about uh, Coach Danny Smith as well. He had nice things to say about Deontay Johnson, but not as a receiver, as a possible kick returner. And um, yeah. in college, I know he had two kick returns and two punt returns for touchdowns. So the the ability, I think, is there. So it'll be interesting to see if, if the Steelers really flesh out his ability to return the ball and see how he can kind of handle that those duties as well. Yeah, and that's what I was going to touch on. I yeah. love the fact that Johnson is also a guy capable of uh, being a great special teams guy, you know, whether that's kick returns or punt returns. And I think that will also help push um, the guys who are already there, you know, like Ryan Switzer, and, uh, like Eli Rogers, who've kind of yeah. had those duties in the past. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm hoping, you know, minicamp, you know, moving in to um, – training camp, you know, late next month um, to really see that battle and, and to see who comes out on top. I think that'll be, that'll be really fun. It will. And it's interesting too, because it seems to me that, that DJ is more of a diverse wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, he can play the slot. He can play outside. Um, he can play, you know, the X, which is the p- position that um, Antonio Brown had been, you know, locking down for for years, and then Heinz Ward before him with the, that perfect route running, mm-hmm. and he gets off the ball better than any receiver I've ever seen coming out of college. You can't jam him if you go up to the line of scrimmage and you're trying to jam DJ, he's going to make you look foolish. Forget about it. And that's it, that's <laughs> right. a, a great talent to have because that's something that Antonio Brown developed. He was so slippery off the mm-hmm. line too recent years that he could just you know hit a slant route, be wide open in two steps and it just, or hit a quick right. out wide open in two steps. The guy just, he knows his footwork. He knows how to get the corner off balance and use their momentum against themselves. And it's just, it's unique to see it out of a player coming out of college. Cause that's something that vets usually take years to get down. So that's one thing that's like super exciting to me, but he's also kind of puts pressure on, on Eli and Barry as well, because they are only slot receivers. Um, so right. if, if you bring in another receiver, you, Steelers are probably going to keep six. They've kept six the last four years uh, since I've been tracking the receivers. So 
my my bet is the sixth receiver is probably going to be better than carrying a fourth tight end or carrying a fourth running back, not counting a fullback, because uh, they obviously are going to carry a fullback. But it's going to be interesting to see who those six are going to be and then where they're going to slot. Who do you think the six will be? Well, preliminarily, um, I, I did an article on this on SteelerNation.com as well, just talking about you know basic understanding of how the, the Steelers <laughs> utilize their their wide receivers. So thanks. <laughs> and um, and so the the Plug big in. it's it's early. You know, we've got some guys coming back from from last year with uh, with Jones and uh, Trey Jones, oh Trey Griffey mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. Jones as well, and they were both uh, Tevin Jones. And they were both um, deep threats last year in mm-hmm. preseason, and they, and they did well. Like uh, Griffey's got, he's got athleticism, man, just like his dad, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, and he's he, he makes some wow plays when you watch him in in, uh, in in training camp, but obviously he's not polished at all. Uh, so right. I don't know how this off season has worked out for him. I don't know where he's going to work, but it, it still looks to me like he's probably going to be running uh, the Z position where uh, Washington ran last year. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how he works out, but these are like the lower guys. I mean, they brought in, uh, Johnny Holton as well for that long outside receiver position who That's right. played at, uh, yeah. at the Raiders and he, he broke some deep plays last year, got a couple touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, and he looks sneaky in the way he kind of gets deep. Um, and they're, they're, mm. they've got to be bringing people in too, just to put pressure on Washington. I mean, Washington as a college player, he looked like a young, um, oh gosh, what's the guy say? Antoine Bolden. Uh, he used his size. Oh, yeah. He was a big combat <laughs> catcher, going up, getting that ball between people, slamming his body into people at the catch point. And I was just, I couldn't wait to see him play because I thought that style of play kind of worked really well having a, Juju as a big slot guy and, a, and Antonio Brown is a catch everything guy. But with Washington, it just didn't work. It didn't translate to the field. Um, his right. he doesn't have the elite speed, but you know you can get open with root running. But his root running wasn't getting him open. Um, that was right. the biggest thing I think he needed to work on, and then his confidence. So you know, as a, 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 a the outside receiver, he it was probably our worst productivity from that position in a long time. I, I can't think of how long it's been with him and Hunter. They just they barely put up any stats. I think it was something like 300 total yards on the season, um, maybe one or two touchdowns. And But Washington played a ton of plays. He was over 300 plays. So I, I think right. one of the um, – um, oh, gosh, I could, PFF or somebody might have done a, a, a stat on him, and it was yardage per play. And his yardage per play was right around a half yard per play, which is just atrocious Goodness. in the NFL. Um, so like it's, I want him to do well. I I mean, you watch his college film, it's there. I mean, he's a, he's a combat catcher. He's a tough guy. So, you know, I'm hoping he's can turn it around. Um, Moncrief, obviously I already talked about, touched on him. I I really like him. I think he's, once I started watching film on him and getting into him, he's, he's a, he can play any place on the line. He's kind of like a, um, like a faster version of uh, or not faster version, but a, a, a more crisp root runner than um, Darius Hayward Bay was. And Darius, we threw him in, in all three positions as well. He come in in the slot. He come in on both outside positions. Um, but I mean, time caught up with, with DHB and uh, he was a great player right. for us when he was here doing all the dirty work. But 
it looks like Moncrief is definitely up there to, to, to making some waves. And the other Deontay on the team, too, Deontay Spencer, is coming in from the, right. from the CFL. And right, right. he looks great. Um, I mean, obviously, CFL is way more of a receiver game because you're allowed to be running toward the line of scrimmage at the snap of the ball. Um, but right. his breaks are crisp. His hands, great technique. Uh, he's also going to be a wild card, I think, entering training camp, putting um, a little bit more pressure also on uh, the the interior slot guys, putting pressure on um, you know Barry and Eli. And I, I love Eli too. I just want to touch on him as well. He was out for the pretty much the whole year, came back for a little bit toward the end of the year, but really didn't get a whole lot of action. Um, but I love his catch radius. I love his hands. I think he has the second best hand technique on the team behind Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, he just doesn't drop stuff. If you throw it near him, he's go he's going to catch it. Um, and he's before his injury, he was really good at getting in and out of breaks from the slot. So I'm interested to see how he responds and comes back from that injury. And right now, you know, heading into camp, if you're going to put my feet to the fire, I think Juju's definitely a lock. We know that. Um, Moncrief is probably as close as you can get to a lock as well because he was brought in as the vet. He's, he's a do-everything kind of guy, and Steelers love position-flexible players. Uh, Deontay Johnson, they just spent a third on him, and he's, he's getting great talk already. I think those three are your locks, and I think the re the other three have to work a little harder. I still think they're going to – they that Switzer and Eli Rogers have the inside track for the slot position heading into camp because they have the experience and they know the plays. And the, the right. last – the sixth receiver right now that I'll put down will be Washington. He also knows the plays. Uh, he's That's his spot to lose, and I think he really has to have a good camp to maintain that spot as well. Love it. Uh, I agree. I think those are the six guys, too, that end up making it. Mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, I think – Trey Griffey, um, mm -hmm. Deontay Spencer, they're right there, you yeah. know, and they, they could make some noise, could push some guys, but uh, in the long run, I think it'll be those those previous six. And so yeah. we'll see. And, and I'll be happy even with those guys, come with those younger guys like Spencer and, and Jones and, and Trey For sure. uh, coming back in. Just if they can push our receivers to make them better players, that's – that right. is needed, and I know that, you know, right. uh, I think both Trey and Jones hung out on the practice squad all last year as well, so they, they've they got a chance to at least, the, the, the team knows them, so they know what they're capable of, so at least they have a chance to make right. some, to see what they can do, uh, but I, that's right. always what I look forward to the most, and heading into camp, those are my guys, but every training camp, I do a weekly report once training camp starts, and it changes, and by that time, I'm at the... Yeah. The roster right before camp's going to start, I have a different set than I thought heading into training camp, and, um, and so far I've been two for two on the roster heading into training camp. So it's it's okay. And there yeah. you go. Because I go. I had Coates not making the team the year before. I thought they were going to cut him, but they ended up trading him right before uh -huh. uh, camp. So that one. Uh, okay. So, so it was good that they got something for him because I didn't. He wasn't going to make the team. So that's right. Cool. Right. Nice. You got anything else you're working on too? Because I I know you're a, a head writer as well for SteelerNation.com. Um, any any topics coming up that are interesting you? Just position battles. I mean, I, I love. I just did one, um, and it wasn't necessarily a position battle, but it was more the potential mm -hmm. um, that I feel like we could see with the tandem of our safeties, um, Sean Davis and Terrell Edmonds. You know, they're still young, but yeah. They're still the leading tacklers on our team, and yeah. 
Um, you know, they've been getting um, a lot of, I don't want to say hate, but mm-hmm. criticism over the last year um, mm-hmm. or so, especially with Davis a little bit longer. And so I think those guys can be great, you know, another year together. And um, again, like I said, as far as position battles, just really seeing, you know, who comes out mm-hmm. um, again, out of the wide receiver bunch, out of the cornerback bunch. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some great offensive line battles we got going on. You know, we drafted Gray in the seventh round, and mm-hmm. um, obviously we got um, all of our starters coming back from last year as yeah. far as the, the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Gilbert's gone, but um, yeah. but yeah, there'll be some great battles there. And so, um, yeah, you can probably see a lot more of that from me here here soon because this is a very exciting time for that. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to see how it all plays out. Nice. And for me, too, with that safety battle, now, this is the first year that we're going to be returning the same two starting safeties since the Polamalu era, um, because they've been moving around, um, oh gosh, why why did I just draw a blank? Oh, Sean, yeah, uh, Sean has been moving around different positions every year. They start him off as like a, a, a like a third corner, and then threw him into right. strong safety, and now he's playing free safety. Right. So now we have right. Edwards and Sean Davis returning to play the exact same spots with a year already under their belts, and they're both athletic right. guys. They're highly, highly athletic right. guys. And, yes. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to see what they can do, and also I'm excited to see what Devin Bush can do. Um, when we had, oh man, yeah, he's been the biggest buzz of the whole <laughs> off season. Yeah, man, and it, it's it's been great because when we had Shazier out there, we had a really athletic, fast player that made everybody around them better because the defense had to key on that guy. And I'm hoping right. that Devin Bush's um, playmaking ability and speed will also help create more opportunities for the defensive backs to start picking off some more balls because we've been really, really low in our turnover um, department from the defense here the last few years. Right. And that's been the, right. the biggest reason why it was the biggest reason why we didn't make the playoffs last year. But, you know, moving forward, if we start getting some balls and then getting more possessions and, and giving Ben a little bit more time to run the show, I mean, it, only good things can happen and the win total start going up. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I couldn't be more excited for Bush. I think this dude has got the exact guy that they wanted slash needed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he's going to make everyone else better. You know, with the offenses, the opposing offenses keying in on Bush, you know, that allows mm-hmm. our D-line to be more, you know, one-on-one with their yeah. um, oh, you're right about you that. Know, yeah. opponents. And, yeah. You're right. And, you know, have Cam and, and um, to it, you know, do their thing and it helps our secondary. And so yep. these younger guys and the newer guys that are coming in, you know, they can settle in a little bit nicer mm-hmm. or nicely. And so really excited for Bush. And I think he can bring um, that same impact that Shazier brought. Um, I think that's why he was drafted and traded up for so highly um, oh, gotcha. because of that fact. And so I'm excited and I think he can definitely get it done and, and help take our defense to that next level. Yeah, and the last two trade ups in the first round for the Steelers ended up paying off. They moved up for Holmes and got a Super Bowl MVP from him and they moved up to get Polamalu and they got themselves a Hall of Famer. So um, <laughs> not too bad, right? Not, not too bad. The only other times they've moved the only other two times they've moved up since I've been, you know, really into the draft on them in the first round. But hopefully Devin Bush is gonna, right. you know, equalize and, and become a, a, a star for the Steelers because that that's a position of need and that's 
they just could not do it with Bostic last year and with you right. know, every then they got some injuries and you know Matakevich and everybody else are trying to throw into that spot and it's just it, it was right. too much for them to have to yeah. fill and and so having an actual player and going out there and getting one that can do what they need to do in the middle of the field it, it's going to make that whole defense I think hum um, and there's one other position battle that you touched on also Brandon the um the right tackle spot with Gilbert leaving there is actually a big competition for that spot um I know right. the Steelers uh the previous year drafted a core four and he was coming in as the swing tackle mm-hmm. so they bring him in as the extra tackle right. on running plays and they also had Hubbard right. who started and did really really well um in that role uh and then um now they also have in the person that I don't want Steeler fans to forget about is Hawkins uh, that's a guy that oh, yeah. last year heading into camp, he looked like he was going to be the guy to be the swing tackle next man up. He was fit. He looked the part. Uh, he's a big guy and highly drafted as well. And, and we, I was expecting him to really, you know, kind of take over that role. But instead he gets he hurt. Got hurt, right? Yeah, he was got hurt. He was out right, for the year. Right, right. So he didn't play a snap right. last season. Didn't even really practice last season as well. He got hurt like right into OTAs, I think. Um, right or like a first day or something. So, um, but he, I think has all the tools too, to possibly come in and, and maybe the surprise starter as well. I think this is a, going to be a really neat competition there at right tackle to see who ends up with that, with that hat on Sunday to, to bring out the starters on the field. Yeah. And I know that, um, they end up having, um, I guess he plays both tackle and guard, but, um, Matt, uh, Tyler, um, come in and play that position. And then, like I said, they had drafted, um, I'm blanking on his first name, but Gray out yeah. of, out of Maryland. And so yes. they've got a bunch yeah. of capable guys there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so not sure how that's really going to play out, but I think there's a lot of talent there and it'll be a great battle. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to see who comes out on top there. Cause yeah. obviously the other four positions on the offensive line and we got three pro bowlers there yeah. and then yeah and ramon foster who's yeah. like you know the, the old-timely veteran there i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean they're, yeah. they're awesome and so that last spot is, is going to be real exciting to see and so um really interested in seeing um this mini camp play out and, and moving forward me too man me too go Steelers. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's it here we go nice is there anything else you want to talk about I think that's it. I mean, for everyone listening, um, just be sure to, to stay tuned to uh, our website for more articles and updates. And yeah, we'll, we'll keep dishing out these podcasts and we love interacting with you guys. And so be sure to leave comments and, and reach out to us. Nice. Hey, thanks a lot, Brandon. Everybody, this is Brandon Wallace, the one of the our authors at SteelerNation.com. Come on over and read his articles. He's got excellent insight. And, of course, if you want to join the forum, go to SteelerNation.com, check out the forum, have fun with us. I, I post as Cope in that forum as well. And if you want to tweet us on Twitter, we are at SteelerNation. Instagram is at SteelerNation.com. That's C-O-M, at SteelerNation.com for Instagram. So th- thanks for joining us for the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stoney's Brewing. I'm G-Striker with Brandon Wallace, rooting with you as always. Go Steelers!